This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am excited. We're back. Uh, another season of Blue Jackets hockey. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure how many seasons I've done the show now. I think this will be the third season with the Hockey Podcast Network, which I'm super excited about. Um, that we're got another season going with them. I think I might have done two seasons before that. My goodness, how long have I been doing this? Ah, oh, this is getting nuts. I, I've just lost track of where we're at anymore. But it's another season of Blue Jackets hockey. Um. A different season than we've had in a while. Uh, I mean, if you all remember a couple of years ago, we talked about how it was the year that Artemi left and we just we didn't know what the team was going to be. Uh, and it was a, a season where I said, you know, best case scenario, we're in it at, at playoff time. Uh, and then that's the team that, uh, that I mean, that team did, did end up making the playoffs, did end up looking, you know, it, it was it was a good year. Uh, that's the thing. We haven't had many bad years. Last year was a rough year. Last year was a really rough year for Blue Jackets fans. But this season, uh, hope rises anew. Um, I, I will still to this day be uh, be stunned for a long time how quickly it went in fan sentiment from in just a few-day span from right before the draft when we found out Seth Jones wasn't staying. Uh, right, that was a little more than a few days before the draft. But it seems like right before the draft, fan sentiment was at an all-time low. Uh, at least, at least in recent years, I'm not comparing this to the doldrums of the early 2000s there. Um, and then Seth Jones is traded for what looks like a great package. The Blue Jackets have a killer first round of the draft, and things look good. Things people are happy. Things are looking interesting, and that's where we are now, folks. Things are happening. Training camp is opened. Players are on the ice warming up. There are preseason games starting Monday night. That is crazy. And hey. Listen in, Listen through the show here. We've got a contest uh, for you to win tickets to a game on Wednesday night, the uh, September 25th pre-game, uh, preseason game against the St. Louis Blues. So you can get down there, see how things have changed, maybe enjoy the Dora, all that good kind of stuff. All right, folks? All right. So first story we want to talk about. Um, it, it's one that was kind of a big deal when Media Day opened. Uh, Zach Ronaldo told not to bother reporting to Blue Jackets training camp. If you don't remember, Zach Ronaldo, he is a... Uh, I mean, he's not a great player. Uh, he was a guy who's kind of brought in as just a depth piece uh, to fit in on the team to see where he might might have a spot. Uh, brought in on a one-year deal, league minimum, but it is a two-way deal. So as of now, he's going to be sent reporting to Cleveland. Uh, and the reason, just outright, um, is that he would not get the COVID-19 vaccination. And that's the decision the Blue Jackets have made. Now, I've seen different people have different reactions to this. Um a lot of people talk about, you know, and, and part of it relates back to, I mean, I, I, it'd be tough to say it without saying this. If if you're not aware, Canada recently had an election. Uh, Zach Ronaldo spoke at an event for uh, a, a party called the PPC, the People's, uh, I forget what it's called, People's Party of Canada. Um, and, and at the event, he said, I'm here solely to tell you why I'm voting for PPC. I am solely voting for PBC because of the mandates, and they're going to get rid of these mandates. I am not anti-vax. I am not anti-mask. I am just pro-choice. So I can understand. 
Uh, first of all, as any disclaimer to this, this is what I will say before we get into this. I have received both shots of the Pfizer vaccination. My wife has been vaccinated. My daughter has not yet, but that's because she hasn't isn't in the age and it's not approved. Um, I would highly encourage everyone out there, if you are not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. There's way too many stories of young people dying from this thing and that just things not, it just being bad. So please do so. Anyway, so that's my take going into this. So I'm not going to go into this trying to be an apologist for what Ronaldo, for Zach Ronaldo's thoughts on this. It's just, these are his viewpoints. This is what he said. And if he has not been vaccinated, which, I mean, in his speech, he talks about he wants to be pro-choice on it, but the, that his personal choice apparently has been not to get vaccinated. And then the Blue Jackets made the business decision to tell him not to come to camp. And the thing is, that just makes complete sense to me. Because the last thing the Blue Jackets want, after what a terrible season last season was, was to have some random outbreaks happen at camp. Um, it just doesn't, or it, or it happened throughout the season. Uh, you just don't need it. You've got young guys, you've got different types of players going around. Uh, when Domi comes back from his injury, that guy's a diabetic. You don't want him, you know, maybe maybe he gets one of the breakthrough cases and doesn't handle it well. I don't know. You just, I can understand the, the decision to not do it. Um and I've heard some people say, oh, what, they're just shuffling this problem down to Cleveland. Cleveland camp hasn't opened yet. I fully expect the Blue Jackets, if he's not vaccinated at that point, to say, okay, you'll get your, your you know, the minimum for playing in Cleveland, but don't bother showing up. That's my expectation at this point. My expectation is if you are part of the Blue Jackets organization and you are near the guys on the ice or you are one of the guys on the ice and you're not vaccinated, I mean, unless it was someone like an Artemi Panarin who said he wasn't going to get vaccinated. And I understand some people say, well, that's not fair. It shouldn't decide between better and worse players. We This is sports, guys. We know how this works. If a great player, if somebody who was a real difference maker was the one out there saying, I'm not getting vaccinated, then I'm sure the team would try and make accommodations. But at this point, no, that's not happening. Uh, there are no players like that in Columbus at this point. I mean, maybe Zach, if Zach Wierenski said he wasn't going to get it, then maybe we'd have some problems, especially with the big contract he just signed. But, I mean, you get the point. Um, my guess is if he doesn't get the vaccine, he won't even be in Cleveland. Because at this point, they fired coaches for it. Um, their their training camp roster is ridiculous, too. I mean, it's 67 guys. Essentially, everybody who's going to be in Cleveland this year is in Blue Jackets training camp. They just want to give everybody a look. Because when you're at a franchise of the state, the Blue Jackets are where things are just in a complete reset, you look at everybody and that's just what you're going to do. And that's fine. And that's the right decision uh, as far as planning out how you want this year to go. Um, but yeah, I don't, they're not just going to be like, Oh, well it's the HL's problem now that they've got a player that's not vaxxed. They're not going to do that to their, to their organization. Anyway, next big story, Zach Elvis Murs Lincoln's five year, $27 million extension. If you listened to my show last season, you knew this was the way I was leaning on where you go long-term if you're choosing to go long-term with one of those two goalies. Now, I think this team has positive throughout the system. Daniil Tarasov is the guy who maybe, I, I thought he was going to be the long-term goalie for this team, but now he's going to be 22, you know, pretty much spending a whole season in the A. Uh, unless they trade Yoda Scorposalo, which points Daniil comes, comes up. But if Elvis is a good showing... First of all, I love Elvis Merce Lincolns. His personality's fun. He loves Columbus. If this team actually gets serious about trying to market its stars, Elvis Merce Lincolns is a great star to market. He is fun. He's exciting. He jokes. He has a great personality. He plays around on the ice. He does the. He's just great. I love Elvis Merce Lincolns. The nice thing about this deal, it's five years. It's five point four million. So if 
the craziness happens. If we run into a just to just to rub some salt in the wound of the Brodsky contract, if we run into a Florida situation where you've got this young up and comer who shows up and all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, wait, this guy we have under contract for years, we have a better goalie who should be starting. Well, the good news is Daniil Tarasov would be heading into his RFA deal, so you'd just be able to sign him for quite a few years and line him up there. And Elvis's contract at 5.4 and the showing he's had in the league, that's something you could move. You could move that if you absolutely had to. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen at all. Right now, we've got a few years of seeing why Elvis is going to be on this team. I'm excited because I was trying to decide what my next jersey was going to be. And I'm like, well, other than Wierenski and Bjorkstrand, do I have any other choices? And now it looks like I've got a uh, Mers Lincoln's choice to go in there. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to have Elvis here. Uh, if you, again, if you listened to the show last year, you know, from my perspective, um, I'm a stats guy in a lot of ways and looking at a lot of the fancy stats out there like goals saved above expected and all that. Elvis was the better goaltender than Jonas. Um, and I expect Jonas to have a, a, a solid season because he's playing for his next contract. He knows it. And I think Columbus is hoping to, he knows that, and is hoping to cash in on it at the trade deadline. Now, granted, most teams who are going to pay for a goalie at the trade deadline, if you're in that position, you probably already have a goalie, but... Jonas has a good season, and then a team who's, you know, going to make a playoff run, if their goalie gets hurt, all of a sudden, Jonas, at only $2.8 million, is extremely easy to fit in, especially considering the Blue Jackets are going to be $11 million under the cap, and they can do, eat half of it. My goodness, this, this, this season's going to be weird for us. But I think it was the right decision to go that way, and I think at five seasons, I think you're talking about the span of time where the Blue Jackets can start to be competitive again. Um, I know now that we're in the rebuild, some people are like, well, how long do you think this is going to be? My guess is I I think we're in a two to three year rebuild on this. And what I mean by that is this year would be year one next year. The, so the 2021, 22 seasons, year one of the rebuild, the 22, 23 seasons, year two. And then this team's going to be pushing for the playoffs again in 23, 24. So that would give us four years of Elvis when we are looking to be a playoff team. And some people might say that's me being overly optimistic. I don't think it is. I think with Yarmo's eye for talent, I think that this team will be competitive for a playoff spots at that point. And I'm not saying we're going to be a cup contender at that point, but it depends on where the chips fall and what happens there. But I'm excited for it because I we'll get another reasons coming up here, but it, it's exciting there. Now, also excited as part of the uh, Hockey Podcast Network, um, we are continuing our partnership with DraftKings, which is awesome. Right now, DraftKings is the best place to go if you want to play one-day fantasy and daily fantasy for football, which is probably, in my opinion, football is the best sport for fantasy. Um, Fantasy hockey is great. People love it. But football, to me, is just the best one, especially when on Sunday you can just sit down, you turn on NFL Red Zone, and you just let it wash over you for a day. For me personally, it's been a good season so far. Everybody knows I'm a Browns fan. Had a solid showing against the Bears today. They made me too a little too nervous in the first half. But then in the second half, the Browns just kind of, yeah, they were the better team. And that was good. But, hey, get ready for week four of, of the NFL. Uh, again, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on a football game. Listen up because you want to hear this. Head to the DraftKings. Oh, wait, this is the sportsbook stuff. This is not Daily Fantasy. They have daily fantasy games. Go play daily fantasy games. They're fun. You can have all sorts. Of, there's free games there. There's games where you pay a buck. There's pay, games where you pay 10 bucks. You draft your lineup and you set it up. DraftKings also has a good old sports book. 
you can go there. You can win games. You can win huge cash prizes for all sorts of things with uh, the Daily Fantasy Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. This is how you do it, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sporting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, again, you got Daily Fantasy as well, though. So if you're, in, if you're in Ohio, which I know most of my listeners are, you can go play the Daily Fantasy. They got a bunch of great deals. Use that THPN promo code as well. Don't remember exactly what you get for it with it at this point, but go do it. Anyway, back to the hockey. All right. So, um, Don LeShugens, if everybody remembers, uh, we tend to look at his viewpoints on the season quite a bit as far as his projections and where things are at. His projections to the Blue Jackets this season are bad uh, in that it will be a bad season, which, let's be honest, that's kind of the plan at this point. I I know, this is the thing, I saw a lot of people uh, tweeting during training camp when it was opening, people watching training camps, don't sleep on this team, all that, and that's fine. I'm not telling anybody to do it. And I'm not saying when you go to a game, don't be like, let's. Let, let, I don't want to be Buffalo a few years back in Arizona where you where we're cheering for the team to lose at the end of the year. That is not something I ever want to do. But I also want fans to go into this year expecting the reality of team may not be good, and that's okay because what we're wanting is we're wanting another first round like we had this year where we got three first rounders, multiple guys, and guys. One of those first rounders, Cole Sillinger, we're going to talk about here in a second, may be starting at center this year. He might be our first-line center. We'll see. The, the the calls from between the Traverse City Tournament and training camp are that he's actually really good. He might be better farther along than we thought he was. And that's the point here, guys. The Blue Jackets have not, have had very rarely had a chance to go get those first-round talents. Next year, we've already got two first-rounders. We've got ours and we've got Chicago's. Here's the honest truth. I don't think Chicago is going to be that good. And do I think Yarmo can turn somebody and can get us another first round pick some point in the season? I do. I think he can get us one more. I think we can have another three round, another three first pick a year this year. And even if we don't, if we only have two, that's two. I'm okay with that. Uh, Dom Lashusian projects the most likely outcome for the Blue Jackets is uh, about 80 points um, and that there's a 64% chance they finish eighth in the division. Now, if you read through the article, something he talks about is part of that is that it's the cent, it's the uh, Metropolitan, which is a tough division. And I, I don't, that's the thing. We are in a very tough division. So if we finish seventh, great, but I, I'm not shocked if we're not doing well. And and that maybe put me at odds with other Blue Jackets podcasts where it's, you know, everything's raindrops and or snow, gumdrops and butterflies and, and rainbows and all that good stuff. But that's just not where I'm at point um i am okay with this team being having another year or two of kind of just having to reload um just having to kind of rebuild with what we've got here so um the the nice thing about the team right now is there's not really a lot there's not dead weight on it there aren't big bad contracts we have to get rid of and that's the that's the beauty of what that's on this team right now but yeah his projection is that you know he expects this team to finish um, uh, essentially with getting about 41% of the points they can this year. 
finish eighth in the in the division there. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Uh, going into this week, what's going to be interesting is seeing where the lines come up, and that's where what I would say is we're going to have a. It's going to be fun to watch. The, this is probably what I'm most looking forward to in this coming season. So we're going to have. Zach Wierenski is going to be our number one defenseman, obviously. Uh, it looks like he's going to line up with Jake Bean, which will be fun to see because it's always fun to see kind of where these young guys are going up. And Jake Bean, if you don't remember, you know he was a, a prospect in the Carolina organization. There was a lot of, you know, they, they weren't they weren't super impressed with his rookie season, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be good. Um, lots of guys have rough early outings and then turn out to be perfectly good serviceable NHL defensemen. And hey, maybe he'll even be a top pair guy. But I, I, I'm interested to see where he goes. The next one's where I'm really interested, and that is where uh, with Adam Boquist. This is the player that we got in the Seth Jones deal that I think kind of surprised a lot of people because Adam Boquist, in some of his fancy stats and some of the ways he plays, he has drawn comparisons to one Eric Carlson. Now, Eric Carlson now is not great. Eric Carlson at his time, when he was amazing, when he was his best, was probably one of the best defensemen I've ever seen. The guy was incredible. And it'd be amazing to see something like that develop because if all of a sudden you've got Adam Boquist and Zach Wierenski in the same defensive pair. You probably, and that's the nice thing. If you can get those guys, you don't have to put them on the same pairing. I mean, what theoretically we could see in the future, and this is what we may see line up if they start doing things, is let this guy let these guys develop. Let's just let them play for a while and see what happens. Um, I know a lot of people still aren't happy about the hiring uh, of the coach there with one Brad Larson, but at this point, at this point, being patient is what we're going to have to learn best uh, in this season as a Blue Jackets fan. So that's the big thing here. Um, see what's going to happen there. I'm I'm really excited, uh, mostly to kind of get back to regular hockey, get back to a to a full arena, just get back to the night in, the night out, the seeing different teams, the seeing different games, all of that. So I'm excited. I'm glad you're all on this this ride for another season with me here uh, at Jackets Debrief. Couple of quick things I want to talk about before I get to the contest here and, and a chance to get some tickets to a game on Wednesday. Uh, as far as just me, you know, personally doing the show and, and enjoying doing it, and I love doing the show. I'm making a couple changes this year in what I'm doing. Uh, one is I'm going to one a week. Um, the show will be recording late Sundays and then releasing early Monday. I'm probably going to start releasing them at like midnight or 1 a.m. Monday morning because I don't see any reason for that to wait and just get it out there. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing more of the show. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing as much of video with it. Uh, because it just between the setup and making sure it's all ready to go, I just I, I love doing the show. Uh, when I started doing the show, I said one of the reasons I did it was I don't have a lot of hockey friends in my life, and this is my way of getting my hockey talk out, so I don't drive my wife absolutely crazy. But thank you all again for being on the show with us tonight, uh, listening in. Um, now contest. All right, what we're doing? I have got two tickets to uh, Wednesday night's Blue Jackets versus St. Louis Blues at Nationwide Arena. Puck drop at 7 o'clock, Wednesday, September 29th. This is all the contest is going to be. It is a Twitter contest where essentially I am going to post the link to this show. It will be pinned 
on my Twitter page there. Uh, it'll be the number one thing if you normally do Twitter on your phone. Just open up my profile. It'll be the top tweaks. It will be the pinned one. It is the the, the tw- Twitter account is at Jackets Debrief at Jackets Debrief. So and you'll see it in the show notes as well. So go to the show. Go to the show there. Like the tweet. Retweet it. And follow. And what I'll do, the plan is Tuesday afternoon. Uh, my plan is probably around 3 or 4 o'clock. I'll go through the list. I'll see who um, has retweeted that tweet and who follows. And at random, I will pick someone. And I'll I'll DM you. So make sure your DMs are open if, as long as it's someone that you're, follow, that you're following. I'll DM you and I'll transfer the tickets. Uh, so we can get you set up to watch a Blue Jackets game in person. You can go. You can... Have an expensive beer. You can enjoy the Dora, which I, whew, guys, something I am excited about this year for the Blue Jackets games is the Dora. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you are not aware, um, something they've started downtown, uh, the entire the arena district now for all Clippers games, Crew games, and Blue Jackets games. You when you go to an establishment that serves uh, alcoholic beverages, you will be able to buy a type of the beverage where you can just take it with you. Now, there's a marked-out area. You can't just walk around all of Columbus with it, but a marked-out area down in the arena district where you can take your drink from one place to the next, which is nice because I there have been plenty of times where it's like, okay, I kind of want to get going to the arena because you're drinking somewhere like you're drinking at Brothers or the R Bar or something, and you're like, I kind of want to get walking. I'm not going to rush, but I'd, I'd like to go. And instead of sitting here and finishing my beer or doing this, that, or the other, just order your drink as a Dora drink. Uh, they give you a special cup, and there's stuff printed on it and all that crap. Um, and then you just, you know, take a walk with it and it's nice. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for, for all that. Again, check on the Twitter page for the, uh, contest. Thank you very much and go jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at jackets debrief. And thank you for listening.